You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. You know, as always, I'm happy and pleased to be here with you, given the opportunity to talk about the things that are going on in our society today. And today is no different. I really just wanted to discuss the things that seem to be going on and the impact that life is having on our world and uh, just discuss um, some of the things that are the topics and the headlines. And today I wanted to talk about um, how it, it seems that it is impossible to realize or understand this world yes. where we have the have and the have not. And um, gee, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable right now when we're going through the stage with the NBA and all these impressive numbers are being thrown out. And you know that what is happening is, is that when you have a small group of individuals who are able to engage a massive number of individuals and have them send their money in a number of different ways to support this small group, then you have this incredible amount of money uh, that is able to be spent on the desires of the few. Some of these people, you know, most of Americans aren't aware of how it is possible for the NBA to gather this kind of money and give it to these few individuals. You know, you, you have maybe less than 20 teams. I'm not really sure. I should kind of Google and find out exactly how many. But there are only 15 men on these teams. But you have millions of people invested in this small group of individuals uh, through television, by ticket sales, by shoe sales, by jersey sales. All this money is going to this small group of people, and they're able to negotiate contracts that seem unbelievable. You have $154 million going to be paid to LeBron in four years. Enough money to take take care of 10 or 15 families from the beginning of life to death. And then you have people who they said, well, I'll play for $5 million and I'll renegotiate my contract the next year after Golden State wins the, wins the, wins the championship again. So I, I just wanted to spend a little bit of time on, you know, America is, is one of the few countries in the world 
where you have people willing, uh, able to take their talents and uh, perfect them and then have a payoff that is unbelievable. I mean, it is unthinkable that men can turn their talents and this kind of money and be in their early 30s. What are your thoughts? I mean, has any of this uh, said anything to you on during this last four or five weeks where people are trying to figure out where they were going and how much they were going to be paid to get there? Is that for me, James? Yes. Okay. All right. Good evening. Uh, nice to be back on the show. I apologize for not having my phone on mute uh, when you first uh, opened up the show. Well, you know, um, uh, don't have a problem with it, actually. Um, you know, when I look at, at back at the example of uh, Tio and uh, and uh, Randy Moss, um, their 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 attitudes, uh, their their raw attitudes about life. And their raw talents were the things that brought them to center stage. Um, you know, a lot of these guys that you're speaking of that make all this money, uh, it's the raw talent that gets that makes them marketable. Okay. Um, in, the, in the example of T.O. and Randy Moss, they was raised by their elder grandparents and things of that sort, and um, and their raw talent was their meal ticket to get them out of the situation that they was in. Uh, when you talk about uh, America's thirst for entertainment, that's that's what it is. It's their thirst for entertainment. Now, um, of course, um, it being the land of milk and honey and the land of opportunity, uh, there are people that know how to uh, corral uh both a person's thirst for what they want and the the commodity for what it is, they know how to um, market that and get paid by that. Uh, in case in point, uh, Don King. Uh, Don King is the epitome of what you're talking about. You know, uh, Don King can be sponsoring and promoting one fighter. And if the next fighter is a better fighter and a greater fighter, he will drop the fighter that he promotes right there on the spot and run over and start promoting the next guy, the the new guy. And so in that, um, I don't have a problem with it. It's our thirst for entertainment. Um, you know, if football was like rugby over in England and, and you're an American, uh, you would be quite bored by that. It is the raw talent the extraordinary person that really draws you to the television set. And and the industry knows that. So um, all in all, these guys get paid. So uh, LeBron James, you know, going to the Lakers, finishing up as a Lakers, um, I think, you know, for his legacy, it's a great move. Uh, the money that he's paid, that he's getting paid, well, um, you know, thanks to his uh, agent, uh, he won't be worth that over there in 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 the West uh, because the West is so dominating. Uh, but you know, um, the his 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 person person know how to get him paid, so that's what happened. Thank you. You know, America is an amazing place, and I believe in capitalism as well. And you know, we just have to be aware of how to play the smarter game. Uh, it is so interesting uh, to me that we African-Americans seem to be slow to the table to understanding that the extra money that we have or we can accumulate should be directly invested in companies that are finding a way to milk the American system. Uh, and uh, here lately, I have been... Um, looking at and paying attention to E-Trade, some of the different companies that are available for us to invest in. And I just took some time out 
and I looked at Nike and all the shoes that it's selling of these athletes and why is it able to pay these athletes so much money. And over the course of two weeks, Nike has gone up a couple of dollars. And, uh, you know, it just seems like, you know, we need to be paying attention to what's going on in our capitalistic society that is making white America so much money and be aware that it's time for us to tap into this as much as we can and stop losing uh, the money that we have available to us through, um, you know, just it's evaporating. You know, sometimes we need to capture that money that's evaporating around us and uh, and see if we can get it into some things that can bring us some future riches. Uh, Cheryl, it is uh, amazing that some people are just not aware. This this country, when you can give your entertainers the kind of money that we're giving our entertainers, suggests to me that uh, the regular American is losing out on opportunity. Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? Um, you know, I I heard most of, but not everything that you were saying. But, you know, here's the thing. We can't really blame them when we give them our money. We support buying the overpriced tennis shoes. We support buying those things that are made by whoever it is. Then not only that, we support them by buying tickets to concerts, to games, to all of these things. So, you know, I'm not going to say I can't blame them because we all have the ability, but we don't. You know, I listened to um, Steve Harvey once said about, you know, making $10. And doing the same thing that you made $10 to double it. And then you can keep doubling it by doing the same thing again. But we're so inconsistent with ourselves, you know, and then we wonder why we don't have what the next person have. But we're putting our support in the wrong area. You know, it's no way that I'm going to spend $200 on a pair of tennis shoes when I can invest that $200 in myself. I'm not going to spend $250 a piece for a concert when I can take that $250 and invest in myself. And that's for the ones who don't have it to be able to do that. And then it's pull me I don't have, and why we are where we are. It is because of what we are doing to get there, and that's supporting somebody else and not your own. So, um, you know, I can kind of see what um, Dee was saying. You know, you can't blame them. They put the work in. They're able to do it. We support the games. We support those things to make it happen. Um, when we should be supporting and making things happen for our teachers, for all, you know, we are putting our monies in the wrong place, and where we should reevaluate what it is we're doing. But as a whole, I mean, that's pretty much our assets. Is we wear them, we are being entertained by them. So that's where they and they're going to constantly get the money to do the things, to to be able to negotiate because they're going to have, you're going to be there at the game. You're going to support them. You're going to be on watching the TV. You're going to do all of those things. And then on the flip side, talk about, you know, how much money they're making. But what are you doing to get to that position? And if you don't know what to do, surround yourself around people who are going where you want to go. You know, I am – Totally for our football and basketball players. And I really want to better understand 
how it is that they can be so grossly overpaid. I mean, it is just unimaginable to me that, again, LeBron James has negotiated $154 million for the next four years. And uh, he he is nowhere close to running out of the money he already has when he gets his uh, money from Nike and everybody else that he, he negotiates with. But what it does do is inspire me to recognize that I can't. I might not be able to get the 154 million over four years, but there's something out there that I can do if I put my mind to it uh, that could get me a better return than the one I'm getting. Again, I looked at Nike and uh, the fact that it's costing about 76 dollars right now, and it's up from I think the original when I looked at it of 70, um, 72.4. Uh, something like that. But I'm saying to you, there are companies that are doing things and we are doing some exciting things that we need to be, we need to get those companies on our radar and so that we can take our extra little money and put it in them so that we can reap the benefit. Uh, the only reason I looked at Nike because of the last two or three weeks that I was involved in the playoffs, and hearing about all these athletes that Nike has acquired uh, to be their spokesperson or to do their shoes. Uh, so, you know, we got to get a better grip on what it is that we need to do in our lives uh, to get our money to grow at the same rate that some of these other people's money is growing. We have to do something beyond just going to work. Uh, we got to make some things happen and pay attention to this capitalist society that is working for white America that can also work for us. So, Andre, we got to look beyond just the paycheck. We got to look at some things that uh, could help us get be better off in this society. But tremendous Thursday to everyone. And I surely hope everyone had a great holiday on yesterday. Um, uh, James, you are exactly right, and I came in late, and but what I've heard is accurate. Um, I think overall we're just talking about supply and demand, and we're also talking about different investments in which we can, again, do more uh, in order to position ourselves to achieve some of the things that we may be interested in but also be aware of who it is that we're investing in and whether that an investment is in stock or in purchases, that we make sure that we um, are mindful of what will happen and how that will uh, generate and support other views and ideas and even actions. Um, you're exactly right. The cost of entertainment is extremely high. But, again, as Ms. Cheryl mentioned, if indeed we're not um, willing to pay the the price, it would have to come down. So it is all about supply and demand. It is all about us figuring out a way of how we can take what we have and capitalize on it and uh, then, you know, continue to achieve. But we have to also be mindful that, you know, success comes at different, uh, comes in different ways and um, means different things to different people. So uh, if you look at the financial component of it, that is a form of success, but it surely is not the only type of success. So I think the bigger question of it is, is what is it that we're doing to uh, accomplish our dreams, whatever that may be. I think you sent out a note of what's on our mind today. And one of the things that's on my mind um, is growing in grace as we uh, mature and grow older, different things become more important to us. Material things become less important, and in my case, uh, people and experiences come to become more and more important. You know, as we age, uh, we anticipate and logically we know that people will die and they will pass on that dear to us. Logically, we understand that, but our heart is touched when certain people pass, and that's just the human piece. And uh, the good news of it is at least the hope of knowing that the person, you know, is saved is, is somewhat comforting, but 
as humans, we have to understand how how we are growing and how we are maturing, and what impact is that having on our next generation? You know, life is the ultimate treasure, and we have to be willing and ready and prepared uh, to rejoice the born and those that will be leaving us. But in between those two periods, we have to learn to manipulate and take advantage of what is right in front of us. And so a lot of times when we're looking at these things and I'm paying attention and I enjoy the playoffs, I enjoy listening to what things are happening, but I'm also thinking, Dee, about how do I make this year and the upcoming years work better for me so that I can enjoy life better as well? We can't allow the the drip or leaking of our finances uh, to to take a detriment to our longevity. And that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at how do we seal these leaks and um, live our lives better so that we allow ourselves to master our finances and not allow the little simple things to take away what could be a, a a financial windfall. Well, James, that's a, that's an outstanding question, and uh, the best answer to give you about that is to come to recognize what your greatest commodity is as a person. And your greatest commodity as a person is time. So, you know, when, uh, when you talk about uh, uh, visualizing and pondering or wondering about things that you may be able to put your money in. All right. Uh, the best thing we have to come to realize that time is of essence. And to waste time and, and not really put it and not really utilize time to its best uh, benefit is is our greatest enemy. Because, you know, when you're talking about now, you know, um, you have spoken about your savings that you have, okay? Now, to let it sit, to let it sit in the bank and grow, and let it uh, grow the interest that the bank will pay on that is not the best way to grow money. Uh, when you talk about uh, investing in Nike, that's a great idea. Uh, but there are also some other things that are great ideas. You know, uh, you know, uh, when Tyrone was here, he would probably speak about the diversifying your your uh, interest, your portfolio, and spread your money around a little bit. See, that's that's a pitfall about people playing a lottery and scratch offs. You know, um, they take a little bit of money and put it all in one idea and hoping for the best out of that idea when they can take that money that they would use on a scratch-off on a daily basis, accumulate that, and put it in something that's really of of great benefit or something that has a better chance of using that same dollar to grow money back with. So so something else you spoke about is the art of being uh, distracted. See, being distracted takes up a lot of time. Being distracted on issues that we can't do nothing about takes up a lot of time. That's why uh, when you talk about the people of the fair skin color, they just do stuff and don't really care about what you think because to care about what you think takes up a lot of time. So they spend their money and their interest on the things that they know that's going to bring some return. Their opinion is, is, is meant to stifle you. And to distract you, that's that's all that is. Like Fox News, that 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 is designed to distract you and discourage you. So when we buy into that, that's when we waste a lot of time. When we could just say, well, you know, what it is is God gonna handle all this. Let's move on and do what we supposed what we're supposed to be doing, which is things that what you were talking about today. So, uh, so Nike is a good idea. 
um, you know, there, there are plenty of things that we can uh, invest in. But in order to make something of it, you've got to have time. Now, and, 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 and the uh, financial institutions, they know that. That's why a person of my age, if I wanted to invest in something, there's a, they, they would suggest that I take greater risk if I want some return um, at my age. If uh, I would, t- they would suggest I take greater risk. Now, a person that's younger than me, they can diversify their portfolio a lot better and take lesser risk, because in long in the long run, the return will come, but you just have to be patient. Thank you, James. Uh, Cheryl, one of the things I want to get out on the airways, and I want us to talk about from time to time is that we need to recognize that we have to make choices in our lives that help us to better utilize the capitalistic society that we live in. And that for many years, African Americans have been the source that has been used for other people to get rich uh, because we thought of the short-term enjoyment of having the Gucci bag, the fancy watch, and the nice diamond ring. Instead of looking at the foresight of accumulating land and accumulating wealth, we didn't allow that to be our focus. And so now we find ourselves uh, playing catch-up and not realizing uh, that we cannot be allow ourselves to be seduced by the white marketers who are trying to get the money that we're we're gaining month, every month and trying to keep more of that money for ourselves. You know, it's not that, and I understand what you're saying as far as catching up, because sometimes many of us don't um, learn or get the knowledge until later on in life. But even at that, we still can do what we have to do. Um, and and here again I say, you know, get with somebody who can take you to where you want to go and to help you to understand what finances is all, really all about. You know, just like Dee was saying, and I mean most of y'all know that, um, and if y'all didn't know, that my credit was, during the time that I was sick, my credit was very, very bad. I was not able to get anything. And, but me wanting to do better for myself, I had to get with somebody or to get the help that I needed, and that's where Tyrone assists me and to be able to get to where I needed to be or I wanted to be. And today, my credit even surprises me. But like I said, it's doing the things that may be uncomfortable and taking the advice of someone who knows how to get you there because if we knew how, we would already be there. And, you know, a lot of times we don't want somebody to tell us. We think that we know everything, but if we did, we wouldn't be where we are. So that's just taking, you know, like I said, surround yourself with people that are going where you want to go, whichever direction that may be, and do the things that you see they do to get the success and with every area of your life that you want to get that success in. It is clear to us that there are different, you know, I, um, Andre, I, I, I look at the fact that I believe there are different worlds within this same existence, uh, that there are people who have found uh, the way to, to manipulate our capitalistic society, and they've done it for long term, and that we, um, there are some of us who have not believed in the longevity of the system. I wish I had paid much more attention uh, to 
the stock market when I first began uh, in early in my life in my 20s, then I would be a lot further ahead. I allowed so much of my early life uh, to uh, committed to enjoyment and and doing different things that were uh, empty in my pocket. So now it is important that people realize, we want young people to remember, that you should only give a portion of your income to the lavish spending, only a portion of your income uh, to dressing nice and looking nice, but don't forsake your longevity uh, to that. Also look to see if maybe those same companies should be something you should invest your money in in terms of the stock market Uh, because a lot of those companies are alive and well today because because of African-American lavish spending. I'm sure that um, the the purse industry has benefited a lot uh, from uh, women caring about the way they dress and what kind of accessories they have. So we just need to get smarter about what it is that we're doing. And I do believe everything in moderation. We have to understand that, um, you know, we are learning and we are growing. And as you have stated, as you've learned better, then, of course, you're passing that on to your daughter and to other young people, and and that's what it takes. You know, all along the way in our um, in our history, it shows that, you know, certain people had the foresight, the wisdom, the courage even to purchase property and, and uh, as an investment and understood the value of, of that. But, you know, too, some of those properties was taken away from us. And, um, you know, we, we have to, to just kind of um, recoup, recoup that. But as it relates to people preferences, I think if you work hard, uh, you should have an opportunity to splurge here and there and get some of the nicer things that you want. But just, all, again, I think balancing it and keeping it all in proportion. You know, my uh, father taught us, um, you know, don't ever drive something that's more valuable or so expensive than what you're pulling it up to park in front of. You see what I'm saying? Don't put so much into mm-hmm. a car, and yet your home is is not, you know, uh, up to par. The, the point of it is that home is for your family and those to come behind you and that type of thing. So, um I do know now. I, I, it's not important to me, but that don't mean that it's not important to other people, as it relates to purses and that kind of stuff. I like nice things, but I don't keep up with, if you would, the designer here and designer there. But I know when I first was exposed to some of the name brands, and and I got, I have name, I have name brands, not because I purchased them, but. Uh, a lot of times people purchase them for me because they probably just feel bad for me because they know I'm not going to put out that kind of money. But, um, you know, some people will have purses, name brand, and cost so much, but they don't have anything in the wallet that's in it. You know, the, the purse, my point of it is the purse costs more or it's a higher value than the funds that they actually have in it. So, again, I just try to keep that in into perspective. And I know people don't carry around cash. They may say, well, may not have cash in it, but I have a, you know, credit card that can do it or whatever. But let's be mindful of making sure what interest rates we're getting, how much we're spending. But we do have to remember we are here to live, and we want to have a nice, uh, joyful life. So I do say, James, it's all in moderation. and um, I think it was Dee who said about our most valuable asset that we have, the greatest gift that we have is time. And I'm a believer in that because my uh, love language happened to be time. And I just I just view time as just the most valuable component um, that we are gifted with. We never know how long we're going to have, but each day that we have is the same amount of time to do with it what we decide to do. So the choice is ours. Uh, Cheryl, let me just say something to both you and Audrey. 
Uh, one of the things that I think we need to be wary of is, as I look back over the past, there was a time when we did not have cell phones. And now I don't have a landline, you know, because I just don't see the need. As long as my cell phone is charged up, I can talk to whoever I want to so I don't have a landline. But we need to be aware of how the system is working us. And what I mean by that is that if we are aware of the next coming thing that is making itself so appealing that everybody has to have one, that's the thing we need to be putting our money in so that we can make more money. I'm going to share with you a story about my mother. You know, when Disney first got here to Orlando, you got to know something about the history of Disney. Disney came here with an idea, uh, and it was the late 60s or early 70s, if I'm not mistaken. And they didn't have the money that they needed to get their dream to reality. The reality is is that Disney wanted to buy as much land in in the Kissimmee area as it could, and it went to the length of giving everybody an opportunity to buy into the system. And some people were very leery of the the ideas that Disney had, and they did not see Florida as the mecca that it has become. And at one point, Disney were selling shares to teachers, firemen, and policemen. And uh, some people just didn't jump on the bandwagon uh, because they were just too busy just living. And now those people who had the insight to do what Disney uh, set up for them to do came out to be these major winners. And so I'm saying that when we when we need to be busy looking around us, paying attention to who's trying to suggest that we need that we need their product, and that we won't be able to live without their product. Those are the people we need to be taking our few pennies and investing in because those people are going to make some things happen. And when they do, we want to be on the right side of the curve, not investing after the, the, the curve has happened, but investing before the curve happens so that we can benefit from those who didn't see it coming. And in order to do that, we have to have, make some of our money available for that opportunity. Cheryl, we can't just sit back and say, hey, I'm just going to live for now because now it's going to be a long time based on the way we're taking care of ourselves. You're right. And, um, you know, when even in investment, investing, we should also be able to get um, advice, advice of somebody that's more knowledgeable than us. And they would say, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket because you can do a little investment here and a little investment there. And, you know, it's just like, and then when you plant the seeds, then you watch them grow because it's nothing like taking a risk in one thing and you lose all of that. So, no, I would take, and just like you said, you know, take and invest but invest a little here, a little there, and a little there. And it's always good to get somebody that's more knowledgeable in that area to give you the advice that you need because, you know, if you have not been a person to invest. Um, But, yeah, it is a very, very good idea. I know that a lot of jobs, I know one job I worked for, we were able to buy into the company and we received dividends you know, from um, from that company. So, yeah, it's always good to be able to invest because while you're working on something else, 
something else is working for you. Exactly. It is. Um, I spent a lot of time um, at one point wanting to have drink machines. And I very well may go back to that one day. I don't know. It was so much cash money involved in it. Um, but I wanted something that could make money when I wasn't around. And I thought, hey, these these people are going to be buying these sodas even when I'm not there. And so a lot of times you have to ask yourself, you know, what can I get into or what can I do that does not use need my time? Because your time is the most valuable thing that you have. So you have to really try to figure out how to reduce the time that you have to spend and create the more profit uh, than you when you are away or not engaged. And so now that, RJ, we are living longer, we really have to maximize how it is that we use the money that we receive uh, in order to get the longevity from our investments and just have an opportunity uh, to utilize the capital system. We can't let everybody else use it and and make money from it, and we not have the, uh, a similar benefit. And so that now I'm using my E-Trade. I hadn't been using it for a long time, but I'm, now I'm, I'm determined that I'm going to put away at least $100 or more or when I do get a big amount, that I'm going to share that big amount in my E-Trade account so that I can look over the next few years and see what kind of benefit that I get from it. From it. You know, and maybe I need to start doing more and, and sacrificing more on my own because a lot of times we're just not aware that that, you know, um, you, have a, you have a system – that in the invented place, Wall Street is there for a reason. And there are a lot of people who made millions of dollars in Wall Street, billions of dollars in Wall Street, and we may need to pay more attention to what's going on in Wall Street than what's going on in, in Macy's. Well, let's think back to Black Wall Street. You know, it's not that we don't have the the knowledge and the capabilities of doing it, and like you say, we could, you know, if the Lord has gifted us with the ability of reasoning and understanding, we can learn. But I would ask you the question, James, that, you know, with all the savings that you're doing and investments, and you may have a target of how much it is that you want to accomplish and achieve, what is it that you want to do with it? What is it that you want to do? Just continue to accumulate? Uh, is it that you want to work towards a certain particular goal? You know, we have to understand what is our purpose? What is the purpose that we've taken the action such that we can identify which actions can take us to the point that we're trying to achieve? Because, again, I go back to uh, what I said earlier. What's success for one person is not necessarily the same definition for success for another. Well, Andre, one of the things that I believe is that the more that I use the knowledge and the opportunities that my God gives me and that I be faithful enough uh, to not um, waste those gifts and not, and not do something silly, it allows me when the time comes to bless someone to a greater degree than I might have been. The point is is that sometimes allowing yourself to reap the benefits or the blessing of opportunity allows you to give somebody a blessing uh, that may not have been for you. You know, ask yourself, you know, if I, I'm using to Louis Vuitton. You know, a lot of women accumulate Louis Vuitton purses in there in that stockpile, and then they meet somebody who they really need to bless, but giving them a blue Vuitton purse ain't going to get it. You know, so, you know, we, we giving them some nice shoes ain't going to get it. You know what I'm saying? They need the money that you put in them shoes and in them in purses. And so, uh, and you know, and I know, once you buy that Louis Vuitton purse, there ain't no quick way to get that money back. You know what I'm saying? But had they, you invested in Louis Vuitton, 
and somebody came up and needed a thousand dollars, you could have quickly called them people and say, "Look, I, I want to um, to give me some money back. I want. I mean, I need my money tomorrow. Cash my Louis Vuitton stocks in and let me have it." And see, that's what I'm saying. We need to be aware of what it is. Uh, I fairly believe that I live pretty nice. I can live better, and I want to live better. And I want to go places too. You know, I want to. I was thinking the other day, why can't I go to a to an NBA final? Why can't I go to a Super Bowl? But at the same time, I want to be moderate no, James, with that. You already promised and, us. and and oh, be yeah. able to say you, when I want James, to bless somebody. James. I want to bless somebody. Hey, James. James, you said before, and I didn't mark it down, but you can go back to some of your tapes. You already said that you were going to go to an NBA final. We talked about this already. So don't be trying to take it off if you want to go. No, no, no. You told us that you were going. So you better start going because that's one of your desires. So, yeah, stick with it. And I and that's what I'm saying. I do. And um, and because you're right, it keeps coming back. You know, I mean, why do I have to watch everything on TV? But, Ms. Uh, Cheryl, I'm just saying, though, we need to be mindful of what it is we need and how much we need it. And do we need to put put that money somewhere else? That's all I'm saying. You know, we, we got so much to do and such a little time to do it. We just need to be mindful of what it is we put on the front burner. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I guess it's all where you lay your priorities and your desires because it sounds as though, you have a desire to do it, but you're just not ready to do it right now because you may have other things that you want to accomplish. But um, meanwhile, you're never losing focus of what it is, the end result uh, later on down the line. But another thing, too, is is that time is so short, and I'm learning that more and more because I'm losing so many people around me and when I say that, that is young in age. Um, just probably this year, it may have been four people that have already um, passed. And not one person, I think, is over 75. In fact, only one person is elderly, was an elderly person, and they had no idea and didn't see it coming. And everybody else was probably 50 or under. So, you know, sometimes we have to sacrifice um, some things to enjoy something that we really want to do at that particular time. But if one desire to accumulate is more than desire to be able to go somewhere, then that is on a personal, you know, that's personal base by person by person, um, I, too, don't have a lot of things, you know, as far as, like, um, traveling a whole lot of different places and stuff. I don't really, um, that don't interest me as well. I have a few places that I'm going to go and that I may go, but it's not a big thing for me. The big thing for me is um, to be comfortable in a home and to be able to have a vehicle that um, that will take me where I need to go and to also be able to have if my children need. So what I may desire may be different from the, what the next person is. But whatever it is, you know, do it and go for it because time is very short. And even if death don't come about, you don't want to get to the point where you are unable to do the things and just sit back and wonder, you know, so which one is greater for you? And it may be, like you said, to help people may be greater, but just the idea of wanting to go to the game or just saying, or is the game greater, you know, for you than helping people? But we all as individuals have to put that into our own perspective as far as what it is that we want to do and want to do it before there is no more time. Yeah, there are so many things to put on the table. You know, we don't have just one thing to put on the table, but 
it is uh, important that we prioritize what it is that we want to do and accomplish in our lives uh, before we uh, are no longer here. And what are the priorities of our existence? It has to be more to life than just it just be about us. And so, Andre, we there's so many things that, you know, we might want on a personal level, and it requires us to be good servants, a good uh, steward. Uh, that's a reason. There's a reason for that, that term, steward. And we all need to be good stewards, and we all need to utilize our resources to the best of our ability. Yes, I think that's part of our purpose as well as part of our responsibility. Uh, the scripture that goes with that, the support, it says, to whom much is given, much is required. So we are truly blessed in order so that we can bless others. And, um, yes, we want to find ourselves in a situation such that we are the lenders and not the borrowers, and we want to be able to put our hands on something that can provide help um, to others. But let us not um, forget that blessings is not limited to financial blessings. So it's, you can bless a person in more ways than just by finances. Um, you're taking time to share and uh, give them wisdom and words of advice is truly a blessing. You know, opening up your home to the homeless is a is a blessing. Uh, providing food, clothing, transportation, those are blessings. Uh, sometimes just to provide a, a true, genuine listening ear is a blessing. And Cheryl, I'm with you. Um, you know, we I find myself as I grow older, uh, understanding what my mother. Um, means at least a glimpse of what she means, nowhere near to what she has experienced, that, you know, when your family members have passed and some of your dear friends have passed, um, you know, life is different. And it just shows, again, the importance of making the most of each uh, relationship that we have, each day that we have a gift of, and um, not putting off to another day because, you may not necessarily get a chance to do what it, whatever it was, but it's a gift. And when we think about life, uh, we know that we're here to praise the Lord and represent him. Um, but how do we do that? We do that by our acts, our actions. And, um, you know, when we can reflect back on someone, when we think of a name that's called, whoever it may be, a family member, a friend, or even a coworker, and you know, did they mean something to you? Did they take time to, um, you know, touch your life in a positive way? That's when you know that, you know, you've made a positive difference in the lives of others. We're all going to make a difference in someone's life, but we have an opportunity to make a positive difference. So, yes, James, right, it requires us a, to do better. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we'll come back and have our final say. You know I love music, and every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun, but it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to... Something new Keep your head up high and you're 
we may benefit from your voice. So don't keep your voices quiet. Call in to 657-383-0309 so that you can educate all of us. I want to encourage all of you that make your voices heard on my show each and every day that you possibly can. I look forward to hearing from you. Again, the number is 657-383-0309. We want to talk and talk out loud. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow. children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them to love one another and have a life of faith Jesus.